Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How you Tommy, doing? take over. Wow. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. We are here for you, and we want to hear for you from you. Now, that makes no sense, but it's good. Um, so email us at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, and give us your rants, your raves. If you like the show, you hate the show, your problems, things you can't tell anybody else, tell us. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At Strict Anonymous uh, Podcast. And um, also when, I think I said also five times, but when you okay. subscribe to our podcast, please write us a nice review. Uh, we appreciate it. more reviews we get, the more popular we become. So then we can make more shows and you can listen to us. I wouldn't even explain it. Just tell me more often. Want. Yeah, just tell me we want reviews. Stop interrupting me. Um, so yeah, strictly, I like Tommy's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Send us all the things you want to say and you want us to read and we'll read them on the air and we'll get in touch with you. And then we'll also try to get you on the show, um, and hear from you directly. All right. Yeah. Tommy, you're doing your job very well today. You already, co- um, commented on me interrupting you, which I'm not supposed to do. You're supposed to be on top of that. That's great. Take a deep breath. Speak slower. Hey. I, yeah. Before we get on the podcast, I, I was talking about a, a sexual escapade that I had um, previously or recently. Yeah, and I asked vacation. Tommy, wait, and I asked Tommy if I could talk about it on the air. And he said, no. And I said, why do I sound like a whore? And he said, yes. <laughs> Women aren't allowed to talk about liking no, sex. And I retract- I'm not like 14. I retracted the statement. I said, of course. You know, you went away on vacation. You got yourself a, a banged a little, out. A no, piece. wait. <laughs> Let's talk about who we have on the call. It's funny. He sent me a picture. People don't understand that. It's interesting that some people want to actually be, um, you know, uh, anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he does want to be anonymous, but he sent me a picture of himself. Mm. Can't know his name, but I can see pics. Anyway, his name. We're gonna call his name. He wants to be called Ray Kinsella. That's not his name, but I say we call him Ray K. Ray K. Ray Ray? Ray K? Ray K. Okay. It's Ray Kinsella, Ray K. So Ray K, this is his email. He's the guy that actually sent an email a while ago, and I read it last week, one part of it, where he said that I was mean to you, and that if you wanted to have someone rag on you, you just go to your wife. And Way to go, Ray. Way to go, Ray. But you could say that to him when he answers. I will. When he calls. Okay, so this is his deal. He's like an escort guy. He says, I'm happily married and have been for many years. I've cheated. I, I never cheated until my wife could no longer have sex. She had a medical issue that drained her of her sex drive as well as making her uh, sex really extremely painful. I missed being touched and the romance as much as the sex. I traveled a lot for work and began to explore the idea of an escort. Um, 
I woman in my postgraduate school. Oh, a woman in my postgraduate school was formerly an escort, so I called her to get some advice. She su- she suggested a website where the girls are pre-screened for accuracy and value. I joined the site and must say the verification process was extreme and a bit embarrassing, but ultimately was great because it protects the client and the entertainer, (laughs) the entertainer. So over the past five years, I've been with over 120 escorts. These have included a dozen porn stars and a wide variety of women. Some have been amazing experiences and others have been disappointing. I've had two women who I helped get out of the business and into the living their dreams through business advice and connections. I've had a half a dozen or so that I've helped with their escorting business and two who wanted to have a full-blown off-the-clock affair with me and one who wanted me to leave my wife. I see at least two a month and have a half dozen that are regulars. Almost all of those who I see regularly have foregone their normal fee structure and will see me for an entire evening uh, uh, for dinner at Ruth's and a gift card to a high-end department store. I'd be happy to talk if you guys are interested, but I understand if my double life is too mundane for your podcast. No, his double life is not too mundane for the podcast. It's so perfect for the podcast because this is what it's all about. I was with my cousin on vacation. I saw my cousin on vacation too. She's not the person I had sex with. <laughs> and um, she was saying she listened to that guy. Um, who was the guy that had uh, that was, you know, giving massages? He was my, one of my favorite calls, you know, the yeah, Christian yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And she had so many questions for him. You know what I mean? And she was just like totally into like, like, you know listening to him and everywhere we went i said you know that could be him and that could be him and that could be him and the we whole have no point idea is, yeah no but the whole point i was trying to tell her because she's kind of young and naive and maybe it's bad to d- twist her mind but that this is how people are mm-hmm. do you know what i mean no i totally know how you mean yeah and this guy's mean. not even a cheater he's he never cheated on his wife it was only until she probably had a hysterectomy or something the poor thing doesn't there's no sex drive and sex is painful for her so she doesn't even get to get laid anymore but he does and he's uh, doing the whole escort thing. So I think it's interesting. He's definitely getting laid. Are you jealous? What? Of his escort is? life? No. Did you hear about how much action he has? I mean, it was exhausting just reading it. He's got regulars. He's got side people. He's got friends. He's got porn stars. He's got herpes. He has all he's he got crabs. <laughs> 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 he's got everything. He actually goes into this whole thing we'll talk about um, because... His email, besides that, which he wanted to talk about on the show, he commented on how mean I am to you. And he also talked about Mara, the call with Mara, the girl who said she was bought, you know, for the yeah. weekend, you know, the escort. He didn't believe her. And he went well, in to talk, talk about how much he believes. He says a top tier girl who is also a famous porn star will get on average 1500 for an hour. And the rate drops the more time you spend with them. So a girl who is 1500 an hour will be 5K for the night. Or 15K for the weekend. I was raised Catholic and Jewish and so have never really explored my sexuality. I'm an executive in a C-suite at a national known company. My entire life is one of responsibility. I wanted to find out what I liked and wanted to have some experiences with the safety and the arrangement of an escort. That was a little bit more information. And so he had all the pricing and everything. So he was saying it's bullshit. Absolutely. No one's going to pay 50 grand for her. Um, because he could get, you know, a porn star, right? That's kind of famous in the yeah. sex world. For 15 for a weekend. Yeah, I didn't believe her either. Girls sell themselves cheap. They sure do. Would guys pay more if it was no. more? Why not? I don't know. Tommy, you're in a weird No, I don't think they'd pay more. They'd just move to girls who would ask less. I'm going to compliment you. You, I thought you were so great on the podcast last week. You never listened to nope. the podcasts. I listened to them. You were very, you were more helpful to that guy last week than I was. Like you were really, and he I had a problem. Really he just didn't want to believe the truth. He knew it. He knew what was going on. He just didn't want to, he just didn't want to believe it. 
Right. So I don't really think this guy has a problem, but he just has an interesting double life that we're going to find out about. All right. Ray K. Yeah, Ray right? K. Let's see what he says. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back with Ray K. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Okay, so hey, Ray, welcome to um, the podcast. You're a listener, right? That's how you wrote in? Yes. um, I found you on iTunes. Mm -hmm. I think it was probably the second or third episode. Right. I've been listening ever since. The beginning. Awesome. And you didn't believe that Margo. I just read your email to Tommy. I read half of it the other day on another podcast because um, I thought it was funny how you critiqued what I do to Tommy. You said I'm too, I'm too mean to him. So I've been trying to be nicer. But I read the rest of your email as far as, all, <laughs> as, far as the I fact pre- that you didn't believe it. Oh, yeah. Tommy wanted to say thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Ray. <laughs> thank you. We're going to call you Ray K. Well, yeah. I'm sorry? We're going to call you Ray K. That's fine. You can call me whatever you want. All right, cool. Exactly. So right. you don't really necessarily have a problem. You just lead a double life, right? And But like you said in the email, you've never cheat. You were never a cheater before, right? Like it just started when your wife had, um, did she have a hysterectomy or something? What happened to her? No, she had a uh, cancer in her uterus. And then... Oh, God. Um, went through menopause and so it just made intercourse painful mm-hmm. um and yeah it's, she's an incredible person i mean I, I i love her and she offered to divorce me when all that went down um and i i don't want to divorce right so i i, I thought i'd be fine because i've never been uh particularly uh i guess really hungry for sex and then uh just uh, probably a year and a half into it or so i just kind of started missing that connection uh, a year and a half into um, her not wanting to, not being able to have sex, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. And then I was in in uh, grad school with a, a girl who had been an escort, and so she had kind of coached me on, you know, what to do and how to do it. Right. How did you know she was an escort? She was just like she was out there with it, with everybody knew. Not everybody, but we were pretty close colleagues. We own a lot of teams together in this program. Mm-hmm. And so over that 18 months, we got to know each other. And she was and, an escort her um, whole, like the whole, her whole life. She was still an escort that many years later. She was an escort. I don't know how many years that she had quit to then do this grad program. Oh, okay. So she That's wasn't escorting when I knew her. Uh-huh. And what was the vetting? You said that like you went to a website that she recommended and they sort of like, you know, gave put you through the ringer. Like, what did they what what do they do to make sure that you're legit? Do you know about this kind it's, of? It's, no. It, it's pretty cool. And I don't know if it's okay to say the website or not, but they screen the providers and the clients mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody's above board. And the screening process, you have to you pay a fee, of course. Right. Um, How much? It's, so it's five hundred uh, five hundred bucks. Okay. And, Just to join uh, for that five hundred. For that 500 bucks, what they do is they do a kind of a background check on you to make sure you are who you are. You don't need stalking charges. Right. Uh, there's nothing, you know, on any of these escort websites where you've been um, blackballed by any of the ladies or anything like that. And 
And when that's all done, they actually call um, your place of employment. So I'm in the C-suite of a pretty large privately held company. What they did was they called our switchboard and uh-huh. were put through to my phone. Then they called my assistant. And, you know, all under the guise of a fake appointment or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, ver- verified me that way. So it was a little it was a little scary at first, but now that I've done it, I'm really pleased because it, it makes the experience pretty safe and above board. And they're just making sure that you're, like, not a cop and that you could pay. And, and that he's not some kind of psycho killer, you know what I mean? Well, P, there could yeah, be psycho killers that. that have jobs. Well, you know what I mean? The chances go, it's, he's not some weirdo. Uh, holed up in a house somewhere. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, what are they looking for when they're when they're doing all this research on you? All of those things. That you, you know, you're not some kind of a psycho. You don't have stalking charges. Um, that you are who you say you are. Because you, you can't use false names or screen names uh, oh, wow. when you're doing the screening process. Uh huh. And then once you do the screening process, you can have a screen name. Wow. So this um, company so, has a lot of information yeah. on a lot of people. Wow. What's the website? You could yeah. say it, right? You could no, say it. don't no? say it. Don't Why? say it. People might want to know. Why not say it? I don't know. I think you could say the website. All right, well, website. say it if you can, yeah. All right, well, you can always edit it out. It's, um, it's called Preferred 411. Preferred 411. But if cops are listening, like, are you getting them in trouble <laughs> by outing them as, like, a full-blown escort agency? Yeah, but no one knows who well, he is. Well, if you were to look... If you want to look on it, it's pretty clear what they are. Right, exactly. So it's preferred one one one. Preferred four one one. Oh, four one, four, one, like one. Okay, info. awesome. So they so first so then you so once you get past like the screening process, then what happens? Um, then you you create a profile where you describe yourself and what you're looking for. Uh huh. And then you have access to the database of of escorts, which mm-hmm. is arranged by uh, country, state, and city. Uh, and then, of course, there's filters. So I'm in my mid-40s. I, I could not imagine being with someone in, you know, who's much more than about probably 10 years younger than me. Uh-huh. And so I can set up all the filters so that there's not, you know, 20-year-old girls on there for me. Right. Oh, because you wanted a certain age range. So you could put, you could put filters on. That's great. Yeah. You can put body type, hair color, uh, you know, weight, breast size, everything. Oh, wow. And they have a plenty of, of people so that if you put in all your sort of requirements, you get a couple people to choose from? Oh, my gosh. You get, jeez, uh, I mean, between, I'd probably say the lowest amount, maybe 45 or 50, and the highest would be a couple hundred, like in Vegas or Atlanta. Just or to Los pick? Angeles. What about New York? There's probably a lot in New York, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't go to New York for work or anything, so I've never been to the New York So your wife doesn't know that you do this, right? Not at all. It, it would. Uh, it would break her heart. Does she? Do you guys have any sex whatsoever? No, none. None. So she just thinks that you don't get laid either. Right. She. Um, or is it a don't ask, she, don't tell? Well, she no. She doesn't like. Uh, Oral, and so that kind of takes that off. She and meaning then, oral um, like she doesn't want you to go down on her, or she doesn't no, she want doesn't to give like you a blowjob. And so since she can't have vaginal sex and she doesn't like oral, right? Uh, that you know, <laughs> that's not a lot of options. <laughs> uh huh. So she does, but what does she? I mean, you, do you guys ever have conversations? How long has it been since you guys haven't had sex? 
seven years. Wow. And you think that she thinks that you just jerk off for seven years? Like, I mean, do you really think that she believes that you would remain faithful for these seven years? Or, like, even that it's yeah, fair? Because isn't even that yeah, you're cheating? We're you know what I mean? really close. We have a good relationship. Um, and we do talk about it. You know, she's she just went um, last month to a doctor who thinks he can kind of fix this issue. Oh, that'd be great and for so her. If, if he can fix it, I mean, I'll stop with my, my double life. But You right. know what? That's uh, really... But also... She's way more to me than just a sex partner. So of course, it, you know. You know fine. what, Ray? I give you props for that. I really do. That you said that—that's amazing. You know, a lot of people would be like, uh, you know, whatever. I'm getting it, and they're living this little exciting lifestyle where you could have the the whore divorce du jour, whatever. Whore du jour. I like that. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, you went from a very, you know, no frills, uh, you know intimate relationship to having all this excitement, whatever, but to make a statement saying that if, if, if the doctor can, you know, reverse what had happened, that you would go back to your wife. I think that's amazing. Really amazing. Oh yeah, I would. I, I love her. I'm crazy about her and, and she's still very attractive to me. And, um, yeah, no, I was in a heartbeat. Wow. Right. So that's great. But let's get to the escorts. Because that's what you've been doing for the past seven years. It, like you said, a year and a half into like her, you not being able to have sex, so right? It's been like five and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's been about, it's been just almost five. It'll be five in August. Right. Okay. And were you like nervous your first time or really excited? Because this was going to be like the first woman you were with in a really long time, right? Other than your wife. Did you feel guilty? Like, yeah. what, what was your deal? Yeah, all, all of that. I, I felt, I was very, very nervous. I was, you know, I'd reached out to to a woman I thought was attractive, and um, I just didn't think I thought the escorts were pretty choosy, so I didn't think she would actually probably want to see me. And when she said yes, I, I was pretty nervous. And I was raised Jewish and Catholic, so if you want to talk about guilt after that first time, wow, I, I know on. how you feel, buddy. Um, <laughs> Good news: Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous. If you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And then it was, what happened was the second escort I saw, um, we ended up spending the whole time kind of just chatting before we pulled around. And uh, she was just, she's kind of a Buddhist chick and it was just very free and kind of helped me to start to learn to even express things that I like sexually, which I've never talked about. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's been, for me, it's been really healthy in my journey. Um, so, but yeah, I was definitely nervous and definitely went through, um, guilt, a lot of guilt. I actually went and saw a therapist after it. What did your uh, therapist say? Kind of, uh, my therapist, uh, actually continued to encourage me to quit and to explore it mm -hmm. and felt like I was doing it in a responsible way, in a way that wouldn't damage my family. 
Right, you're always using condoms, right, with these people? Look, you're you're either going to start drinking a lot or you're going to explore this, but you're going to find some way to cope with the lack of intimacy. That's right. And she felt like this was a safe way. And I don't play in my hometown or anything like that. I only do it on the road when I'm traveling for work. Right. See, that you're a smart cheater and a considerate cheater. Well, I really wouldn't call him a cheater. Not even, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, think that's a, I think a cheater right. is a bad word. And yeah. I don't think what you're doing is cheating. Exactly. Um, I think what you're doing is keeping your relationship together. Because re- instead of leaving her and going and find someone that could give you the whole package because you really care about her, yeah. you're just getting this little side thing taken care of so that you could stay with the woman that you really love. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not deceiving myself, but that's how I look at it. No, I, I, I think so. I, I totally look at it that way. I would never, I would, you know, knowing the backstory here. He never cheated before. I, how I, long were you with her before, the, when you say you never cheated on her, how long were you married before she, you know, got cancer? Well, uh, we, we weren't married for quite a long time. We dated for uh, 12 years. But you were faithful the whole we, 12 years? Oh, gosh, yeah. I even, and I... I never cheated on a girlfriend before in high school or college or as a young adult. Yeah, you're not a cheater. You're just not a cheater. No, He's a not monogamous guy. They exist, people. No, I've yeah. never cheated. And I've had women on the road, um, you know, hit on me. There's kind of a rule on the road for business folks where, you know, playing's okay, and I've never dabbled in that. Yeah, that's very um, one shocking. One of the things I like about the escorting is that, you know, the women I've met, some of them have been incredible, and they, they don't expect anything more from you. Right. Than that hour or two hours or three hours you're together. I, I have friendships, you know, through email and things like that with people. You're breaking um, up a little bit. Everyone knows the rules. Ray, you're breaking up a little bit. So you've created some friendships with some of the escorts, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know it broke up. Yeah. So um, what I was saying is I have friendships with some of them, but um, I like, I like the, the understanding of the escort relationship because everyone knows the rules no one gets hurt there's not expectations that are unrealistic right you've never had a problem with any of them sort of starting to like you or any of that kind of nonsense i've had one um one of the girls who's a porn star wanted me to lead my life and, and these are like um, porn stars thought, that we would know yeah okay. that's why i thought mara was so full of crap because yeah. her pricing was just is outrageous. She was crazy. Wait, so how much did you pay for this porn star? Well, they're different. Each one's different. But, uh, you know, they range, the ones I saw, between 1200 an hour and $2,000 an hour. Now, do you know ahead of time, like, are you Googling porn and you're like, oh, I want to fuck her, and then you go to your website and say, hey, do you work with this girl? Or do you just put in your search and then all of a sudden you see these people and they're like porn stores that you know of and they're in your search and they're available? Right. It was, Kathy was the second. I'm not really, I've never been a porn guy. Um, just with my kids at home, I've always made sure my computers weren't weren't something that they could start to dabble in. And yeah, then, like um, so what I would do is I would, guy. I would, Put in my search engine, and you know, a woman would come up and it would say she's a porn star, and then I would Google and go, "Holy crap, she is a porn star!" Oh, right. So you just found out, like you didn't yeah. even know even when you saw her. You just found out afterwards. And so, what when happened I, with when her? I found her on Preferred Four One One? It'll tell you if they're a porn star. Oh, interesting. And so she started to yeah. like you. Did you take your relate? You said some of these girls you took your relationship outside of like you know the payment plan, and you just you know they'll fuck you on the side and you just yeah. give him some 
gifts? Yeah, there's been a couple uh, that we just kind of had a friendship and understanding, and it, you know, they had come to a point where they just said, "Hey, I don't want to, you know, have money, and mm-hmm. let's just get together and we'll have dinner or whatever." That was nice. Um, and then the one, like I said, she wanted more. You know, she would ask me to stay at her house when I came to her town and things like that. And it really where I broke it off was because um, it was going to hurt her. Right. And I, I was very clear. I never lied to her or anything. I was not going to leave my wife. I was going to leave my family. Um, and so it just got to a point where I felt like I was causing another person damage, and I, I'm not going to do that. Did you find that any of these girls, like, did you find that most of them, like, loved what they were doing? Or did you find some girls that, like, you think maybe deep down inside they weren't, like, really into what they were doing? They were doing it because they had issues. I mean, what kind of women were they? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, all of that. There's been um, some who have just been just really incredible. And there's, I admire their sexual freedom, and I've learned from them. Mm-hmm. There's one girl, this is kind of embarrassing, in Las Vegas, who... I was performing oral on her, and, and um, I caught her looking at her watch. She was looking at her watch. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, she was looking at her watch. I thought, okay. That's not a good sign. I never sign. thought it was great, but I didn't think I was that bad, you know. So, um, And then we, we stopped, and, and I talked to her, and we just kind of ended things. Because, you know, I didn't want her to be there if she didn't really want to be there. But do you think that the other ones so, really want to be there? But, you know, you know, it's interesting, if you get to know them, I would say it's across the board. And there's um, several who play in as an escort because the money's really good, they have regular jobs, and they're highly, highly sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them have husbands, you know, so they're kind of in a swinging lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But then there's been, at least for me, I could either tell if they weren't into escorting or they weren't into me. And so that would be like a one and done. And usually with those women, I give them a fee. But I don't, I don't engage in sexual activity with them. Because so, it's like I don't want, I don't, you know, I don't want them to fake it, and you know, and I know some fake it and all that, but I don't want them to be there if they don't really want to be there. Right, and so you find that sometimes, or a lot of the times, you meet these women, and there is actual chemistry, and they're really getting oh, off yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've met, I've met, um, well, like a girl I saw two weeks ago when I was traveling. Um, I'd never met her before, and we met for a drink. And I don't know, probably 15, 20 minutes into it, you could kind of tell she was really connecting. And um, and then we talked quite a bit about why she felt like she was attracted to me. And uh, she was one of the girls who's married. And it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. And it was one of those things where, you know, you pay for an hour of their time. And I, she was there close to three hours. Really? Wow. How much is an hour yeah. of her time? This That particular girl is $500 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I always make sure I bring, you know, like a, let's say if they're fee five hundred dollars, I bring them a, like a hundred dollar Nordstrom card and maybe a hundred dollar Amazon card or something like that. You give them like extra, like a tip. A tip. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Just like a gift or something. It's you know. And let me an ask you this: on this website, they could actually pick who they sleep with, and they could say, "No, I'm not interested in screwing that guy." Oh, sure. Yeah, these, I don't see girls from escort agencies. I only see independents. That's another filter you can put on there. So the girls run their own business, and um, four of them I actually had helped with the website and with getting with, like, my financial planner mm-hmm. um, so that they could get insurance, independent insurance, and start to kind of build a life because one of the things I noticed is there's tremendous money, but a lot of these girls end up kind of blowing it because they, they have a 1000 bucks cash, so they go blow a 1000 bucks. 
right. versus living on 200 a day like everybody else and saving 800 and right. then buying a home and getting ahead and things like that. So so you've helped some of them. Now, when you leave, right, are you doing all this talking and helping them while you're with them and paying for their time? Or are you leaving and going back to town and, like, text messaging them or talking to them on the phone or emailing with them? Yeah, no, it's, it's afterwards. Like, for the ones who it's been a connection, you know, they'll ask what I do for work, and I tell them. And then, um, you know, as the conversation goes, like, one girl wanted to be a writer, and I have a friend who owns a publishing house, and so that was a pretty easy way to connect her and help her get out of it because she didn't want to escort anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's when they reach out and there's a connection. But you're like text them like when you're home with your wife or talk to them on the phone, or you just only see them when you're on the road? Only on the road. Um, I email because um, the nature of my work, my computer and my phone are, are highly secure and private. And so I can email uh, from my phone or at home or anything like that. It's not, there's no threat of being caught. Ray, let me ask you a question. How much do you think in the past almost five years have you spent on uh, escorts? Um, I was thinking about that before we called because I thought that might be a question. And it's probably between, I don't know, fifty and dollars $100,000 maybe because as I look, Usually the girls I see are between 500 and I would say 1500 for an hour to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's I actually was looking at, at my my account and it's not quite 120 yet. So it's, I'm at 117. <laughs> but I didn't engage in sexual activity with all those, just so you know. Yeah, um, with all of them, you have probably between 50 and 100 thousand dollars. So I would think. I mean, I'd, I'd have to really sit down and do the math and then. Put in there the gifts I bought them and things like that. So sometimes you're satisfied with just hanging out and having the companionship. Yeah, no, there's yeah, there's um, a couple of girls who I've spent that time chatting with, and then the time's up, and you know they ask if we want, I want to fool around, and my whole thing is if you're a friend, yeah, but I've enjoyed talking with you, and those are usually the girls that then want to go get dinner off the clock or something, and, and they feel like they could trust you. Pardon? Because they feel like they could trust you, you're saying? Is that why then they start to see you on the side and you're just doing dinner and regular stuff with them? Yeah. No, I'm, I think I, because I'm not a liar, and except for hold, protecting this one area, I really hate lying. And uh, It's like you guys ask me anything and I'll answer it, and I think people connect with that. Right. Um, and and so the girls, a lot of times, you all ask, hey, why did we connect? And then they'll kind of describe what their normal clients are like. And, um, and then, you know, just different people connect on different levels and all kinds of walks of life. Yeah, see, I always thought that they had to, like, screw anyone that came their way. Sure. I think I'm going to become an escort. Oh, no. It sounds like a good deal. It sounds no different than dating. <laughs> yeah. It's just you're getting paid for it. <laughs> it's no different than Match.com. It's just that you definitely have to have sex, but you're getting money for it. And if you're attracted to the person, what's the big deal? I think I'm going to become an escort, Tommy. This podcast is over. I don't need the podcast anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to. You're just going to start tricking. <laughs> totally. It sounds like a great deal. I didn't know that these girls could pick and they say could no. Screen. I mean, that's, I, yeah, I didn't. I don't know how it works, but I didn't know. You didn't they, have those. You never had those kind of. Hookers. I didn't know that uh, they could screen, you know. Yeah, I think that's great. And so you travel all around, you know, all over the United States, right? So you get or to basically some of the same places because you said you never travel to New York, right? Yeah, and New York's about the only major city. New York and Chicago are about the only major cities I don't go to. But you use, I go as far uh, southeast as Miami and then all over the rest of the country. You use major condoms with, with them, right? Do they use condoms when they blow oh, you? Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, no, the, kind of the, the etiquette is that the, the escort brings the condom. Right. But does she bl- yeah. put a condom on when she gives you head? Some do and some don't. Um, and uh, the, the ones that say that they only do the, the covered blowjobs, I don't, I don't really dig that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't see those girls. But I would never have, I would never have intercourse without a condom. True. I, mean, I wouldn't if I was single right now and seeing women not in escorting. I wouldn't do that. I just think it's irresponsible. No, that's it's completely totally. irresponsible. There's I, so much stuff you, to catch. You couldn't believe if you listen to some of our podcasts of people that. They have sex without these condoms. John Even and Stephanie. John and Stephanie. Stephanie this guy's f- fucking football players and basketball yeah. players and whatever. And guys coming inside of her. And I just it. The first thing that comes to my mind is some sort of STT. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's the only thing that worried me about um, about his story with Stephanie was that it just seems like it could cause damage. But, you know, that's their business. Everyone has to make their own choices. But I personally would never do that. Yeah, you're like, you're not a normal, I mean, I'm sure these girls tell you this, right? Because you're probably like 1% of the population that goes to escorts. Probably 99% of the guys are very different than you. They're guys that cheat and because some, you know, and they do, but you're really not a cheater. You're a really honest guy. You have a specific situation. Like literally your woman cannot have sex. I feel sorry for her. It's like you have a doctor's note. Yeah. Thank God she found a doctor that could try and help her. You know, it'll like revive your. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. But you know, it's like, you know, I guess because of our relationship, it's deep on a, you know, intellectual level, spiritual, relational. I mean, she's, she's an incredible woman. And so, if it never comes back, that's fine. And at some point, I think my journey with escorting will probably come to an end. I'll just reach a point where I don't want to do it anymore or whatever. How old are and, you now? Uh, I'm letting it play out. Pardon? How old are you, Ray? Uh, I'm um, mid-40s. So mid-40s. 45. So you don't take Viagra or any of that shit. Like, you, you, you could still get it up. Are you good for one time or two times? I find that when guys get in their 40s, they start to only be able to do it one time a night. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to brag, but it's one one time. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah. time you're good for one and I actually, I did get Viagra from my doctor as a sample when it first started because I knew I'd be so nervous. Uh huh. And um, I wouldn't have been able to. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to get it up without it. I just I was just so nervous. So the Viagra helped. Did you stay hard for like hours? Was it really a great thing, Tommy? Have you ever done Viagra? Yes. Is it good? I did Viagra and uh, Cialis. What's Cialis? The same thing. Same thing. It's just a little. the The only thing I didn't like about the Viagra is, uh, you know, it makes you a little woozy at first, and uh, it gets your heart rate going. Oh, really? Did that yeah, happen well, to you? It was originally designed, and I think it was originally designed as a cardiac drug or something like that. I mean, I could be wrong, and I'm sure people will email in and tell me the truth. But it was it was designed for something else, right? And then they found out what it did, and then obviously, uh, uh, get my dick hard drug is going to sell a hell of a lot more. Totally, then fix your heart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, all of a sudden when I took it, I mean, you get a little lightheaded, and you, it, it it I don't know, it basically releases your blood, it makes your blood flow better, or something like that. And for someone who doesn't have erect- problem, erectile right. dysfunction, you it's almost scary. Really? Because I was hard, and it was just like, 
it stayed that way. And you know how you see the commercials and you laugh when they say, if you experience an erection more than four hours and you're like, what the fuck, four hours? It's possible. Right. Did that happen to you, Ray? (laughs) Pardon? Did that happen to you? Is it like that kind of experience too? Yeah, exactly. It's a little scary because it makes your heart race. And, you know, there's, there's actually been guys in the paper who took two or three what they were prescribed and had heart attacks. Heart attacks, yeah. It does, it does get you going. And it, it makes me kind of flush because it does, you know, get your blood moving. Yeah. Um, I, if, I, if I had to take it, I guess, in the future I would, but it wouldn't be something that I would long to take. Right. So you only took it that first time because you were nervous. Yeah, the first, actually the first two. And, yeah, like the, the second girl, she was, you know, we, when we started emailing, she just said, you know, what's something you've always wanted to do that you haven't done? And I was like, well, you know, come from moral sex, because my wife was into that. And um, she said, well, that's what we're going to do, which is kind of fun and exciting. But I also knew I'd be so nervous that I probably couldn't get hard. So that's why I picked it that second time. Right, you didn't, and so so you did, and then after that, you were good to go. Do you do anal with yeah. these people and all kinds of different? Like, what's the craziest thing you've gotten one to do with you? Do you pay extra for that anal? Um, I, I've done that with a couple of women who uh, they had requested it, mm-hmm. and no, I didn't. Some women do charge more for that, and then others they don't. It probably just like other girls, if they like it, then you know, and if they don't charge, and if they don't like it, they figure they should get an extra hundred bucks or something. Right. So they requested you had a couple that requested it with you because they were horny and you guys were fooling around and they just wanted to take yeah. it in the can. I was going to say that, but I let you say I don't want to feel like it's like a whore on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kathy is very whored out on this podcast. <laughs> um, so so you have done that. And so what were your bad experiences? I don't know. This is like the per- you don't live a du- like I mean, you do live a double life, but it's like a you're like a good guy. Like no one like can I really said, judge like, you for it, it. It's like you have a, a, a doctor's note or a note from your mom that this is OK, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, you know, it's funny when you say a note to my mom. When when my mom, she was dying of lung cancer when all this started, and she was very, very just kind of a hip, enlightened woman. And she was was someone who also said, "Look, you know, you should think about this and getting an escort." Oh, she and, did. Uh, you know that. Was, oh, yeah, and that was probably one of the first thoughts. So I thought, well, maybe you know, but um, she just felt like it would be a good. A good, uh, you know, way for me to have that connection and release, and not destroy my life at home. Yeah, you know, I, I have a friend that's a massive cheater, and he's an on the road guy, and he's a money man, and you know, they call them swinging dicks. You know, he's got a lot of cash. He's on the road. That's what they call him. Well, that's what he calls himself. He's a swinging dick. Like that's what they say. They <laughs> these big like yes, yeah, not cool, dick. but yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and he's a massive cheater. He had one girlfriend the whole time I've ever knew him. And I was just like, just if you need to cheat or be with other people, like to me, the way cheating or whatever you want to call it is acceptable is the way you do it, which is just, you know, the side thing. It's just to take care of your sexual needs and that's it. And it's because you're not getting it, but there's nothing else going on. You know what I mean? But a lot of guys just get, they get so involved in so many other ways and just become such a fucking mess. You know what I mean? But if you're going to cheat, it's like if you do it with an escort, or someone that you pay out of town, nobody knows about. Like you don't tell your Protected. friends, right? Do does anybody know that you no, do this? No, no, no. Right, I've which never is talked about this with anyone but yeah. you guys, and, and no one needs to know. If Mara, exactly. Mara wasn't out there, I wouldn't even have written in. Yeah, and no but one needs to know. Story, like I, I said, like she is so full of crap. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so bad. I think it's even worse when these cheaters are like telling their friends and everyone. So this poor girl, whoever it is, right? Everybody knows. Yeah, she's sitting down. She's at parties. She's places where all these people know. I think it's so disrespectful to the woman, right? If you're a man and you need to get your rocks off in a certain way, but if you love your girl, you would do it in a way that I think is above board. And I think nobody fucking knows about it. Not your friends. Nobody. It's like you say, it's a very private thing. And you have people on the side and you're paying for it and they're not giving you grief. They're not they don't know where you live. I mean, they know your deal, right? There's no relationship happening. It's just a sexual thing. I mean, you have some friendships right, with them. Yeah, there's been some friendships that have developed and um, and those have been nice. And I, I kind of go through life feeling a relationship will develop to whatever level, personal, professional. I just let that happen. Mm-hmm. And so the ones where there has been a friendship. Um, I'm okay with it, but what I told them when the friendship developed was I couldn't see them professionally then. Right. So you stopped sleeping with them, you mean? Or you were still sleeping with them, but you weren't Correct. paying them? No, I wouldn't, I, would not, I, wouldn't, I would not see them as an escort. But would you still sleep with them? No, 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 no. Okay, no. so you mean you I wouldn't mean, sleep with them at all? Where the, the escorting relationship became a, you know, kind of a fun sexual relationship where they um, weren't charging me anymore, but those weren't the friendship ones. Right. But the, the few who have become friends, I, once the friendship, you knew you were friends, uh, I said, I can't see you as an escort anymore. Oh, okay. You're, you're like really a do the right thing. I mean, there's not one thing you're doing in this situation that's wrong. Because I would say like if you were still becoming really close with them and then screwing them on the side, like that becomes like a slippery slope, right? Because like that as a woman for me that would freak me out because you are kind of establishing a relationship if you're friends with someone and you're sleeping you know what I mean that gets a little bit like scary but you don't even you don't do that like you do everything in the the perfect right way and that's because you're just not a cheater you're not that type of guy you're like a good guy that is put in a situation where you need to find you're a problem you solved a problem you have a problem you solved it in the best way you could you know, with the least amount of damage. And I think that there's something very honorable about that. Yeah, I think that's, it speaks volumes about you. Can I say it like that? Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, just I, a good guy. I, I don't think my wife would think it's honorable. But well, I mean, that's a different <laughs> story. But, right <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick the, the lesser of two evils, and one this being one evil and the other being a, a relationship with a, a woman down the street, you know what I mean? But wait, you really think if your wife, like if she knew that, you know, do you really think, like, has your wife ever said to you, like, hey, like, you need to go get your needs met somehow? Like, has she ever felt bad for you about you not being able to have sex? Um, yeah, I think she feels bad. We, we talk pretty candidly, but she right. is not, um, she, she would never say go get your needs met somewhere else. I mean, like I said, I was raised Jewish and Catholic. Um, she was raised in one of those faiths, and so it just—it's not part of her thinking. Right, but I just think that and if I'm, she was—I'm not—I'm not ripping on those religions, but there definitely not. is a, a moral code or right and wrong. There's a heavy guilt and shame movement. Right, and they don't um, let people think sure. freely for themselves and have their own brains. But I'm sure if she really loves you and cares about you, knows you can't have sex for seven years, if she found out, she might understand like if i was her friend and she came to me and said oh my god i found out your my guy's been fucking people behind my back i'd i'd be like well you know that he's not necessarily a cheater like you haven't had sex with him in seven years like that's a really long time like you know what i mean like i i think that that's a very different story than a guy that's you know just screwing his co-workers and shit behind his wife's back you know right. 
But yeah, yeah. thank God well, she'll I never find so, out. Hopefully it'll never come to that. When no, is, you can never let her find out, yeah, Ray. Yeah, no, never let her find I out. I don't but, think she's going to find out because you're doing things so above board that I just... And think, I don't think this is something where she needs to find out. But no. when is she slated f- to go to like a consultation with this doctor? <laughs> right, poor thing. She, yeah, she already did that and she's on the medicine and the medicine takes three months. If it'll work, it's a, um, a study group. And so we'll see. Oh, and how old is your wife? Um, well, she's she's about ten years older than I am. Ooh. Oh, she is. So uh, she's you know she's in her uh, early to mid fifties. And do you guys have kids? Yeah, we have five kids. What? That's crazy. That's a lot <laughs> of kids. Five kids. No, I, if I could have had ten, I would have. I just couldn't afford them. Yeah, wow. I hear you they're, on that. This family, they're all grown and. Uh, youngest one is just going to college, so they're all kind of in and out of the house at various times. That's so. Awesome. Besides us, nobody, and besides the escorts, right? Nobody knows right. what you're. And besides your mom, she's in heaven now, right? She knows. <laughs> nobody else knows what you're doing, right? My therapist. My therapist does. Oh yeah, your therapist. And but she doesn't know. But she doesn't know the extent. She was. We just talked about me doing it, and then when I did it, we talked about how I felt and the guilt. And we've never addressed it since then. Right. She doesn't need to know the the extent. I mean, do you think that the extent has something to do? Do you do it? Do you feel like to a, a, a major extent or you just do it when you're on the road, right? Just on the road. You know, it just really depends on how busy I am and what my work responsibilities are on the road. So it could be um, you know, once a week. It could be three times a month. It could be once a month. It really just depends. I know you said you still have some regulars, but do you still get new new people? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Um, and I found that that was something I didn't know about myself, but there's something kind of, like I've heard you both talk about your past and, and kind of your sexuality. And for me, there's, I didn't realize this, but there's something kind of exciting about new partners. Variety, that, baby, that, variety. Explorative and attentive, and you don't know what they like, and they don't know what you like, and you're kind of figuring it out. Yeah, and that's so a guy I think thing. As yeah. long as I do it, there will always be a mix of new, new women. Yeah. Right. You'll have your good old faithfuls. I call them goths, the good old faithfuls, GOFs. And then you have the new people, right? Like the new horse in the stable. And like you say, that's really exciting. I think that's where guys need more variety than women do. It's uh, I don't think it's the actual sex with the variety. I think it's the rush of actually the connection of getting it Yeah, I agree uh, of someone coming. You know, a lot of people would explain that they said the most exciting part about having an escort was waiting for them to arrive, and the actual climax was not during sex. It was when you opened the b- door and you actually met and saw the person. Would you agree? Um, I wish that's pretty cool, but the climax is pretty awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that, but I mean that. But the the <laughs> anticipation I know is 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 pretty intense. And have you tasted all yeah. kinds of things? Like, have you like I mean, have you just sort of fulfilled every kind of fantasy in your mind? Like, have you been with black women and put her like you know all kinds of different things? Yeah, I've never been attracted to Asian women, and not that's not prejudice. I've just never been attracted to them. But I've been with a couple of black chicks, and that was pretty fun and I just I was attracted to them as people and tall women short women kind of you know real athletic or super muscular or skinny I mean just all different kinds chunky guys so, don't we all know guys like real heterosexual men I believe 
you know, women sometimes think guys only like skinny girls or pretty girls, and they don't understand that normal heterosexual men like all kinds of tits and ass. Oh, they sure do. Right? Like you've tried yeah, it all. For me, I think it's different on each girl and how they're comfortable with their own body and their sexuality. And yeah. some of the women who physically were probably average uh-huh. um, in looks and in their body were incredibly sexy because they were just so at home. Totally. And then, you know, there's one girl in Las Vegas who's just stunningly beautiful, but just so empty inside that I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with her. I mean, it's just like, you know, there was just nothing there. Right. She was like a dead, like she was like a dead person. Right. It's all about the way you carry yourself or like I always say like sexiness comes from the inside. It's not just like, oh, you could have like the perfect breast implants and the perfect body. But if like you don't love sex or you're not really in touch with it or comfortable with yourself, you're probably not going to be good in bed. Right. I agree. Yeah. So you've had so you've been been there, done that. You've had it all. You've never been with any Asians. It's not your thing. No, no, I've never been with. I mean, heavily tattooed chicks. Oh, you had that? Piercing, so uh, that's never done anything for me. Oh, you haven't um, done the tattoos or had, the piercings? Go ahead, sorry. You've never done the tattoos or the piercings? That's not your thing either. Um, no, I, the tattoos, I've just been a couple who are real heavily tattooed. And it's pretty sexy on them. I don't mind it. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't be into a mic. Mike Tyson face tattoo, but the others are okay. You, how many have you had? T- you've had two women, I'm sure, at, at once? Yes, I, but that, I did that before I was married, and then um, I've done that twice with escorts where, as I got to know them, they just said, you know, one time, hey, I got to, like, one time it was my birthday, I was in Texas, and this one woman said, I want to bring a, a present for you, and I was like, right on, she brought a girlfriend. Oh, nice. And did you have to pay double, or this was like a birthday gift? No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No. But I, most of the girls are really honest. I haven't seen any of the bait and switch or any of that kind of stuff. Right, they're cool with you, you're cool with them. And what's the average age yeah, range cool. that you see? The average what? Sorry, the age, like what's their average age? What's your age range that you look for? My age range uh, is like 35 to about 55. Nice, um, mature women. Yeah, and I've had a couple women. of girls who, who have lied and said you know, that they were in their mid-30s and they showed up and they were clearly in their early 20s. And you're not and into I just, that? You know, I just... Yeah, I get to be like a, one of my children. I just there's no way. Yeah, I was talking to my friend about that but last I, night. Cause... I think I'm weird because I, I think girls get more attractive the older they get, and they get more comfortable with themselves. And I agree with so you. So I don't think that's where I'm a normal guy. Um, because no, I no, no, no. I'm not to cut you off, but girl. yeah, not to cut you off, but I think uh, women. You know, most women, some women, they do definitely get more attractive when they get older. Yeah, I was talking to my friend last night um, about Belle Knox. You know that porn star? She was from Duke, and she fucked someone on stage. Yeah. And she became so popular. And some guy in my building who's like 50-something was talking about how he wanted to fuck. And I was just like, you're like a little bit of a pedophile. Because to me, she looks really, really yeah. young. Like, really young. Like, not yeah. like women. And some young girls have very womanly bodies and they carry themselves and they seem older. But she just looks like, I don't know. And uh, and my friend was like, yeah, I'm not into that. And he's actually a guy that works on porn sets sometimes and stuff. Yeah. And he says, sometimes you see these girls walk in. They're so young. He feels like I want I want to. He's like, I feel like I'd rather buy them ice cream than watch them have sex. Like, he's just too much. <laughs> so I don't think you're that abnormal because you have Tommy here that's agreeing with you. You're that way. My other friend's that way. And then you have a bunch of guys. Okay. That are like pedophiles <laughs> that yeah. want those really, really young, young girls. girls. Yeah, right. I don't get it. I'm not into that. 
No, you always like older. You like yeah. older or your age, whatever. But not yeah. like, oh, it has to be like a lot of guys. No, and no, it has no. to be really young. One of my girlfriends 10 years ago was, uh, she was in her late 40s. She's in her 50s now. Right. She looked great. But, right. Uh, so but you have, there's there's 50-year-old women that are out there escorting? Right? I'm sorry, your first there's, part broke up. What? There's 50-year-old women out there that you put in your, th- and you get 50-year-old women escorting? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's um, there's one girl, I haven't seen her, but who pops up in my search for shoes, claims to be 64, and probably <laughs> looks, you know, in her pictures like she's 52 or 53. You never um, hired her? <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be, that's a little, that's like, I don't know, that would work for me. Right, that's like a fetish, that's like a weird thing. We had a guy yeah. that called in that was really into really older women. He was with a 60-something-year-old. But I think that has, that's like a oh, thing, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to become an escort, Tommy. It's uh, my new job. I, it doesn't sound bad. I wish you well on your new venture. <laughs> no, I think for the, the women who are emotionally healthy and sexually free, it can be a very good thing. Right. Um, like several of them, that they don't, they're in a position in life where they don't want to date, mm-hmm. but they do have sexual needs. And then they found, you know, I have a, um, a colleague in another company that's about our size who's my age. Uh-huh. And um, four years ago, she became an escort. Because she was, you know, in and out of relationships. We all work a lot, kind of in that C-suite. Right. And uh, she wanted to, she wanted to have sexual partners, and thought, well, I can make money. Right. And she charges a lot and makes a lot of money, and does it, you know, after work. And she does it when she travels for work, like I do, to different cities. And she's on the preferred four one one. Right, and she's on preferred one four one one. Yeah. She's on there as a provider. Does she know that you're on there? Like, have you ever, has she ever come up in your searches? Does she give a shit about that? Yeah, no, we've, we've talked. We've talked, but not that, not that she knows I'm on there, but we've talked from the perspective of she was sharing with me what she was doing. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's cool. Okay, well, this has been very interesting. A great podcast, right? Yeah, like, I don't think that your life is mundane. I think it's interesting, but it's, uh, and it's also, I think it's extra interesting because I don't think anybody that listens to this podcast and listens to you can call you a cheater or could say what you do is wrong, you know? Um, a lot of the people that call in are total cheaters and they're all the same, but you were a little bit different, which I think is very interesting so because, you know, it exists. Yeah, and we would love to have you call back and check in with us and let us know... Uh how everything's going with your wife if the um you know the trials medication worked yeah when you and that's gonna breed like imagine it does and then you're gonna have like a whole new person to have sex with that's gonna gonna be exciting a lot of experience to show her (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she's gonna be like why are you so good at all this what happened (laughs) yeah i'd I'd be happy to and and if you want to talk about specific scenarios or instances any of that stuff i'd be happy to do that again and so uh, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Definitely. We always have repeat callers, so we'll have you back on, Ray, for sure. All right. Thanks, you guys, so much. Keep have a good work. Bye, Ray. Bye, Ray. See, he was not. You know what? At, at all the people and the serial cheaters that we've spoken with, you, you, you can't get on this guy. That's you why know he what sent I mean? him. Because, you know, he sent me a picture. I could see him. But, of yeah. course, he was sent me. He doesn't have to feel weird about who he is because he's a good guy. No, but he, he just... like, cleared it. He, like, cleared it with his mom. He cleared it with his doctor. You know what I mean? He cleared it with himself. And and ultimately cleared it with himself. And, you and know what? he's doing it so he stays in his relationship because he really loves her. 100% agree with you because it, it really shows. And, and it's weird to say this. 
is he loves his wife so much that he is going to an escort. Exactly. And he's doing it, on, like I said, in all the ways that I told my friend to do it that he didn't do it. Don't fucking tell people. Do it with an escort that you'll never know. Don't keep contact with them. Like, and he does, like, he's so good that if he actually makes contact with them and is friends with them, he stops sleeping with them because he doesn't want it to go there. Like, yeah. He does everything in the perfect way. Yeah. I mean, he just has to. And he's smart because I think the therapist advised uh, you need th- this is going to come out some way. What did the so, therapist? Oh, right. right gonna that you're going to be a drinker. So or may, yeah, right. gonna, and, and it could have been. He could have been this yeah. drunk home with his wife. who doesn't sleep with him. Depressed, he could become very resentful. Uh, yeah. Very. Yeah. So I think he's doing it the right way. He's having sex. He's it's a little bit of a workout. He's burning calories. And uh, <laughs> he's getting that needs met that his wife can't. But not because he doesn't love her. Yeah. And that happens a lot of times. This is what women need to know, that this woman can't have sex. Like, she's... I feel so sorry for her. Hopefully, she gets... Hopefully, this medical treatment works. Yeah, but for women out there that just don't like it, or they don't feel like it, or they feel... Like, you know, somehow, like, you know, people need to have sex. It is a part. Like It's a way to connect. Yeah, you have to try to keep that going in a relationship. Because yeah. even a guy like Ray will have to go someplace. You can't go that many years without having sex. No I, I've heard this before from other women that I know. Like, oh, I haven't had sex with my guy for two years. And like, you don't think he's fucking anyone else now? Like, you know, they just think that the guy's supposed to stay faithful. It's it's a hard thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It really is. But um, yeah, should we have gotten more specific with some of his dirty deeds with these women? No, I think that was a really good call. You think? I, I would. And and. You as the listeners, as I say before, um, email us at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we and like when we have listeners call in that call it, and not just from Craigslist ads, because he was, Ray was a listener. Okay, but who not, called into not just a, a call in, but comment on Ray's call. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I like on when the, we get on, emails. Yeah. yeah, on the next call in in the beginning, we'll discuss your emails, and, you know, maybe you think we're crazy or something, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, let us know. We <laughs> they hear always from you. let us know. They let yeah. us know that they have insults for me. That's what I get all the emails. Yeah. So, so yeah, let email us know. about our calls. And uh, bye for now, huh? Talk to you soon. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.